This is the So Worth It podcast, a place where we're talking about growing a business while raising a family. Not to mention all of the crazy, fun, and hard stuff that comes with it. I'm sure I don't have to tell you, none of it's easy, but it is so worth it. If that sounds like your sort of thing, stick around. I'm your host, Jackie Ellis. Welcome to the show. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about creating SOPs for your business and where to even start. I'm really excited to talk about this today because I actually, this morning, just got off of a sales call with someone who I'm considering working with to mentor me. Always looking for smart people to surround myself with in my business. And one of the things that they had me do, this was so interesting. They gave me this PDF basically with all these different questions where you rate yourself like on a scale of one to 10 different elements of your business. And there were things like, let's see, authority, credibility, visibility, you know, like how much are you putting yourself out there? How much are you networking with people? What else? Systems, automation, team, deliverables, all these different aspects of business. And a couple of things happened as I was going through this kind of checklist or this form. Number one was I realized, oh my gosh, there are so many things that I'm not doing, (laughs) which is not the direction that I wanted to go. This call was actually to get more clarity, not to get more confused or, or add more things to my list. But anyway, it did make me realize that there's, there's always more things that we can be doing, right? Um, And the other thing that it made me realize was I got my systems in check, baby. I, we have focused so much time in my business on getting SOPs in place so that our team knows like, this is the procedure to follow. This is how we do things. And so that it can be easily replicated by just about anyone on the team. And I am so proud of this fact, but it wasn't always like this, right? I've been in business for almost six years. And in the beginning, when it was just me, I didn't have time to create SOPs. And besides that, it was not a very sexy thing to do, right? <laughs> still, maybe it still isn't, doesn't feel like a very sexy thing to do in your business. Um, but it was just me doing all of the work. So I didn't have anyone to hand things off to. I didn't need a system or a process, right? And that was a lesson that I have learned uh, again and again until I actually got these systems in place. It would have been easier if even though it was just me, if I would have started creating, you know, uh, systems that could be handed off to people as I was going, right? But, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? There's always things that would have made life easier now if we had started way back when. So I don't have any regrets about this. I'm just glad that we have our systems in place now. Now, you're probably wondering (laughs) what the heck kind of systems I even have in my business, right? And I'm not saying, I'm going to share some with you. I'm not saying that these are the exact things that you need to start with, but I am, first of all, going to share with you how to determine 
what SOPs you should create first, okay? Custom to your business. Now, this is a tool that was taught to me that we created a spreadsheet for that makes, oh my gosh, this process so much easier. I'm such a visual person that when I can see, you know, a diagram and I can filter like in a spreadsheet and, and some things float to the top, basically, um, it really helps me focus and not see all of the other things. So let's, let's just jump right into it here. Okay. I want you to get out a sheet of paper or if you're like me, spreadsheet nerd, open a spreadsheet. And I want you to make four columns on that piece of paper or spreadsheet. Okay. The first one is going to be, the first column is going to be just a list of things that you do in your business repeatedly. Okay. And these are your processes. These are the tasks that could have a process associated with them. Okay. And then here are the next three columns. You're going to add a column that says how often you, you do this, how painful this task is. And then another column that is how detailed or tedious it is. Okay. Now all three of these things are really pain points when it comes to that task or that process. Okay. If, if you do it frequently, how often you do it, that could potentially be a very painful process if you're doing it over and over and over and always having to recreate it, right? If it's something that you're doing over and over and over, or someone on your team is doing over and over and over, and you're always having to help them with it, or there's always questions about it, that could be creating a bottleneck in your business. You could be the bottleneck, right? Because you hold the answers and, and, and they don't, they don't know the answers. Okay. Now the next column of how painful is it? Like how much do you fret over this task, right? There are some things in my business, even though we have processes for the things, they're still just a pain in the butt, right? Which means that we're looking for ways to improve the process or ways to make it less of a pain in the butt. But how painful is this task for you to complete? Now, the interesting thing about this is you might want to ask the people on your team these questions, because as, as I recently realized, just because it's not a pain for me does not mean that it's not a pain for them, right? There was actually a task that I thought, oh my gosh, if I have to do this one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. And my team member said, well, I actually really love that task because it, it helps me move, you know, X, Y, Z forward. And if I didn't know that, I would have probably recreated that entire process. So knowing how painful it is, is important, not just to you, but how painful it is to the rest of the team. And then how tedious it is, how many steps it takes. Okay. Like how in depth it is, the more in depth, the harder the task, the less likely it is to be followed, you know, to the standard that you have, or even followed step-by-step step that you have, right? So these three columns, how often, how painful, how tedious, I want you to rate them or rank them on a scale of one to 10. Okay. So 10 being the most and one being the least, and then you're just going to add them up. So let me give you an example. Okay. The, here are a couple things that were on my task list, things that, you know, we're evaluating how 
often how painful, how tedious they were. Onboarding clients, hiring new team members, training new team members, setting up ads start to finish, testing ads, okay? These were all tasks that were on my to-do list, or these were all, all things that I was like, we need processes for these things, right? And then what I did for each of those things, onboarding clients, hiring new team members, and so on, was I evaluated how often do we do it? We onboard clients monthly, so that's pretty frequently, right? How painful is it? Very painful on a scale of one to 10, you know, probably an eight. How tedious is it? Oh, it's very tedious. There are many steps involved in onboarding, probably a 10, right? I add up those scores and then we rank your SOPs or your, we rank your tasks from the highest score to the lowest score. And that tells you your biggest pain point, your, your process that you need to create because that is your biggest pain point. Okay. Now, if I'm being honest, my spreadsheet has probably 50 different tasks and I do not have processes for all 50 of those different things. I have processes for the ones that are, have the highest score right now, because those are the ones that are the most painful in my business. Okay. Now, one thing to note about creating SOPs is that you really want your SOPs to live somewhere that is easily accessible for you and your team. Because again, lesson learned here, if you can't find the docs that you're looking for, like if you create a Google doc or, um, a loom video or whatever for the process, you'll never use it, right? If you can't find it, you will never use it. And by having all of these different processes living in different places, your team will always be spending time looking for things. It's a waste of time and they just won't do it. Okay. Now we used to have all of our SOPs in a single Google sheet that would link out to different docs and different loom videos that would show people how to do things. But then I had to share that link with my team members and had to make sure that they bookmarked it and that, you know, they had easy access to it. And to be honest, the sheet was almost hardly ever used. Okay. It became outdated and eventually it just went by the wayside. But now we use ClickUp. We use a project management tool called ClickUp for managing all of our SOPs. It is so easy because every team member on my team have access to ClickUp and they automatically get access to the SOPs. It's very obvious where it lives in our sidebar. It's its own separate little space. If you're familiar with ClickUp, then you know what a space is. If not, just know that it is, it is something you, it, it stands out. Okay. Our team lives pretty much inside ClickUp. So it's where they spend most of their time anyway. So that made sense to us to have our SOPs live there. And um, because our SOPs are inside of that project management tool, we can actually task out updating the SOP directly to the team right, right within the SOP, which is amazing. Now getting into ClickUp for all this kind of like task management stuff is probably a discussion for another episode, but I just wanted you to know that this is a tool that we use to keep everything organized. It's where our SOPs live. I created a space called the SOP library specifically for it. Okay. Now let's see. I want to break down just how I started creating my SOPs once I 
once I established which processes were the most urgent ones to create in my business, this is how I did it. Let's just say that I'm working on my client onboarding process. Okay. Now I'll be honest with you. It's really hard for me to sit down and just focus on creating a process unless I'm under the gun. And I know that's like a, a really bad, I've always kind of been like that, like writing papers and everything is kind of like when I have a deadline, I work much better, right? But SOPs don't really have a deadline. So here's what I did to, to get myself that pressure that I needed. When we had a client onboarding for this example, I would create the process as I'm creating the task or completing the task. And I would document it as I go. So it's like a twofer, two for one, right? You get the task completed and you also get the, the process created. So I get the task done and I've created the process to go along with it. Usually the documentation includes screenshots or maybe I'll record a loom walking through the steps, like as I'm completing the process. And then I just save that and it goes into my SOP library and boom, there you go. Right. And I actually just, for those of you that geek out about the details and stuff, I also add like the date that it was updated, who it was updated by and what department the SOP belongs to. Right. So for onboarding, it would be my onboarding specialist and admin team. And that is how I knocked out just about all of my SOPs. I would wait until there was a task that needed to be done. And then I would document me doing the task as I went through it right now. There might be some processes like, let's see, hiring and training new team members that I might not be in the midst of. And I'll be honest, hiring is one thing. Um, unless it's very, very urgent, which I never recommend hiring in a hurry anyway, but training new team members, that is one that got really tricky for me trying to create the process that the process for training and the actual training, if that makes sense for team members, it was hard to do on the fly because what, what made this different than a, a regular process? I think I'm not sure exactly if I'm being honest. I think you're interacting with a new team member. So there's a lot of back and forth and the sky is really the limit in terms of training. Like I think the thing that made it the most challenging for me was keeping myself like reeled in, you know, focused on the most important things that they need to know as a new team member right now, because goodness gracious, I could go in a million different directions and the training would take them years to complete, right? I couldn't possibly train them everything that I know about Facebook ads or everything that I know about copywriting. It's taken me years to, to know. It's taken me my whole lifetime to know what I know, right? So distilling it down to the basics of what they need to know in order to get started. And I think thinking through that process and getting really clear made it challenging to do live in that moment. So that was probably the one exception to my build my SOP as I complete the task kind of rule was setting up the training for new um, team members. But aside from that, pretty much every SOP in my business has been done when I needed it done. And that has worked beautifully for me so far. But really the key here was establishing which processes were 
the most painful in my business and which processes needed priority and creating those first. And that, that process, that process that I shared with you about listing out all the things that you do, how frequently you have to do them, how painful they are and how tedious they are. And then rating those based on your score. That's probably the biggest key here with where to get started. Second thing that I would tell you is don't get hung up on where you keep your, your SOP library or how to keep it organized and that sort of thing. Just start somewhere. If you don't use ClickUp or Asana or some project management tool, which I recommend that you do, but if you don't right now, then a Google Sheet will have to do. Um, I would use a Google Sheet over a Google Doc, but some kind of spreadsheet will have to do. Just get them in there. Okay, categorize them, put the link to the process and share it with your team and make sure that you have it bookmarked, that you have it shared, that you are reminding people that when they have a question about XYZ, check the process library first, right? And that'll save you so much time. Also, I mean, this is, this is like another layer deep here, but giving your team the responsibility or the authority or ownership to take that SOP and make it better or update it is also a very powerful process. There's, there's a little bit of expectation that you want to set there, right? Some standards for how clear you want your SOPs to be. Maybe you create an SOP template or something like that, but it is so helpful when you are not the only person in your business creating SOPs. Cause I will tell you right now, I'm not the only person, obviously I have a team. I am not the only person doing things anymore. I don't even know all of the processes that happened in my business anymore. These big ones, these key, key ones that I listed here with you, those are ones that I'm still, you know, elbow deep in right now, or at least that I want to be deeply, fully involved in because they have to do with, you know, the, the deliverables to my client, or they have to do with the development of my team, that sort of thing. Those are important things that I really want to be involved in. But there are lots of other kind of backstage type things that happen in the business that I do not necessarily need to know how to do. And if I, if I do, then I only want to do it once. I'll tell you that. I don't want to have to do it again. So this is a great system for getting some of these things off your plate, creating the processes that put it in, put the power into your team members' hands so that they can do things and have clarity of knowing exactly how you want them done without you having to hold their hand every step of the way. I hope that you found this episode valuable. If you did, head over and leave us a review. Let me know what you liked. Share it on social. You can share it on Instagram at I am Jackie Ellis. Tell your friends, come listen to the podcast, and I will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. As always, you can find show notes, links, and more over at Jackie-Ellis.com. And if we haven't connected yet, make sure you come find me on Instagram at I am Jackie Ellis and shoot me a DM. Let me know what episode you listened to and what you thought. I'd love to hear from you. 
Thanks so much for being brave, being amazing, and just being you. I can't wait until next time.